But uh, yeah, there's a special joy about teaching about Purim on, on Hanukkah and other holidays. Hanukkah is especially fitting because in Ma'oz Tur we're singing about all the holidays. We're singing about everywhere we've ever been. The light of Hanukkah has been with us from the beginning, and the light of Hanukkah is the light of the end, all the way from the beginning, because we need the end. We need the end so badly, we need the end right now. You know, the Yiddish kite is not about being optimistic, it's about being realistic. Just there really is Mashiach. There really is Mashiach. <clears throat> and, so, and so we have to just connect to the future. We have to. It's real. It's just as real as the past. We need it. We need it. And so where we're up to in our Purim learning in the Medrash, we've been doing Esther Rabbah is the amazing, where we happen to be up to for tonight, is the amazing story of Haman coming, being sent to Mordechai to tell him that he's got to go on a horse and he has to cry before him, And when they tell Mordechai, you know, Haman's coming, Mordechai is sitting with all of his Talmidim, says the Midrash, and he says, quick, all of the Talmidim, you know, skedaddle, get away from here, he's certainly coming to kill me, let me just die alone. And the Talmidim say, Rabbi, no, Rabbeinu Mordechai, we're staying with you. <coughs> and he says, okay, in that case we better daven. And they all started davening. And while they were davening, uh, Haman walks in. <laughs> the kids, the Talmudim, finish davening first, and they go to their learning, and Haman says, what are you learning about? And they say, we're learning about the barley offering, the Omer, which is the first cut of the new crop each year, and it gets Finally, finally, with 13 sieves, it gets sifted and then baked and it gets waved in six directions. I don't know if they told Haman all of those details, but they said, this is what we're learning about. And Haman says, well, first he asked them, what is it made out of? And they said, is it gold? Is it silver? They said, oh, actually, it's not gold, it's not silver, it's not even wheat, it's barley, it's animal food. And then he said, well, it must be like truckloads of it, right? And they said, no, it's just an omer's worth. It's like whatever, a few liters. And he says, well, your little barley has been victorious over my 10,000 gold pieces with which I bought the right to have ownership over the Jewish people. And Meanwhile, this whole conversation is happening because Mordechai is still in the middle of Shmanesri and waiting for him to finish. <laughs> Mordechai finishes his davening <laughs> and, and Haman says, okay, you know, he tells him the deal, that it's actually a really good thing. And he says, you've got to put on these kingly vestments. 
And Mordechai says, well, I can't just put on these fancy royal clothes without first going to a bathhouse. You must take me to a bathhouse. And here the Talmud says, Esther sent out all the messengers to close every single bathhouse <laughs> in Shushan. And so Haman had to go and open up a bathhouse and light the fires and set it all up and, and give him a towel and set, and set him all up to be able to, to take a nice shvitz. Uh, and then he gets dressed and then he says, Here, here's the, the special crown, the special hat you have to wear. And he says, oh, I can't, you can't have me put that on without having a haircut. At which point Esther gives an edict, no barbers are allowed to be open. <laughs> and so Haman had to give him the haircut himself. And then he says, okay, I got to step up onto the horse. And I, I know I'm an elderly man, it's hard for me. Could you, could, you just, could you just bow down a little bit and let me just step on your back to get up onto this horse? And Haman has to do it. And Haman has to do it. So, this story, what stands out about it, that how does it fit in? It's the barley offering. How does the Omer have anything to do with this whole thing? So we'll leave that question hanging for a minute with a little, little music. I'll come back. Chaim Chaim. That the Yetzir Hara needs to have a new name. We can't call it the evil inclination anymore. We must now call it the imagination. He says, living in imaginary worlds. That's our biggest, that's, this is our thing, is to heal our imagination. So many Torahs Likud Timuran are about this. And the Rebbe, if someone can bring me some more water again, I'm, I'm dry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Just bring the whole bottle. Um, is uh, the Rebbe, 
Rav Nassim had a grandson whose name was Avram Sternhartz. Thank you so much. Okay, thank, thank you so much. I have a drinking problem with still. So the Rav Avram Sternhartz, that's all. He said, he linked Rabbeinu's statement to the fact that the Talmud says in the Sukkah, I think it's Bet, that there are seven names to the Yetzirah, seven names. And he said that corresponds to the seven Sfirot, our character traits. But the eighth is Bina, a mothering, loving, what we might translate today in today's psychological terms is reparenting. We love our parents, we receive so much from our parents. But somewhere inside, as we grow up, we need to have the light of Bina within us. We need this all this, this great light. And this is it's from that place, the name Bina, Yamesh Vana. Since Hanukkah is this time where there's a really serious availability, a really serious availability of this love, loving energy within us, that Nekuda, this Vasemis was speaking about, and to connect it up with our character traits, connect up with all the seven character traits. One meditation for this is the word Echad. The Aleph is one, that's like the Shamash. The Chet is the eight candles. Chanukah. And the Dalit is our Dalut, our impoverished, needy selves that need, need, need that love to be lit. The courage to take the Aleph, the Shamash, light off eight, light off the end, the light of eight. Into the Dalit. And um, Chaim. Ah. So in this Midrash, we're learning about the barley offering. Every year, it's raining now, or Hashem. There's new crops new life energy that has never been in the world before. And when we eat it, we're ingesting new energy that has never reached our soul before. And Torah says, we need to take, and if we learn about it, it's as if we do it. And that's why the students were learning about it in Shushan, outside Eretz Yisrael, Fordechai. We take this barley, which is the more coarse grain, the more animalistic grain that corresponds to the Dalit, to the impoverished place. And we lift it up and wave it in all seven directions. We say, ah, all my seven character traits, six directions, the seventh being the center. All these ways of being are possible to me. They're 
they're all possible to me, they're all real. And I don't have to feel stuck. That's why it's done on Pesach. Like another holiday. Because <laughs> the day that they, the Haman came to go tell Mordecai was the 16th of Nisan, which is the day of the waving of the barley offering. That's why they were learning about that. When the Kohen takes it and waves it in six directions, which is what makes all the new crop permissible to be eaten. It's a gesture of freedom, of chayrut. A gesture of movement this way, that way, front, back, right, left, up, down. We're not stuck. We're in a body. We have different ways of expression. And that light of the eight, the light of caring, the light of the soul, the light of love, the light of Vina, the light of reparenting, shines into all six directions and the center point, the seven. gives us freedom. Okay, let's sing again. We'll come back to this one. It's amazing that we did that song of Rosalena on Hanukkah. The That's another Torah from the Sfasemis. He says, he says, Purim and Hanukkah actually are both forms of Am Yisrael really integrating the holidays of Shavuos and of Sukkot because on Purim, on Purim we fully receive the Torah and so it's a manifestation of Shavuos where we receive the Torah wanting it wanting it. Whereas at Mount Sinai there was an element of being forced. And Tzapurim is the healing of that. And, and he says, as Fasema says, that Chanukah is the integrating and the healing. Oh, it's not recording properly. Okay, anyway, doing my best. That on, on Chanukah we're really receiving the light of Sukkot. We're really receiving the light of Sukkot so much more deeply. And realizing wherever we are, we can still light that light. And Chaim. 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 So, this. Yeah, I need help from my friends. If somebody can come and fill up, my, fill up this cup. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Anybody? Oh, thank you, brother. Mamash, uh, we, we have to ask when we need help. Shem should help us to ask for help. <laughs> I want to just acknowledge the presence of my Azer, Dina Rivka, who came. Thank you. She helps me all the time. Hopefully I'm helping her too. So, uh, 
So just to sum up, we're going to get to the sound bath. But just to sum up, is that this whole story of Haman being parading, parading Mordechai around, it really is like a dreamlike moment in the Megillah. It's a very imaginational, very, um, it's so far out, like that this thing happened. <laughs> it was the decree against the Jews was still out, nothing had been rescinded yet. And yet there's this, there's this uh, glorious march through Shushan. And it's this unbelievable image that uh, as, far, as dark as things seem, some, there's this little glimmer, this little glimmer of, of what could be, of what should be, of what needs to be. We've been seeing, I would say, bit of that with some of our holy hostages being reunited and, and, and okay. We need to see the whole the whole healing all the way so badly. I definitely feel that this gathering right now has a lot of strength and a lot of chen and uh, and it's making a difference in Shemayim. dedicating all of our Torah and all of our longing and all of our davening. If at any point tonight in the learning, in the singing, in the sound bathing, you feel you want to pray, just do it. Just talk to Hashem. And so in this, in this amazing image, amazing thing that happened that Haman is parading Mordechai around and having to bathe him and cut his hair and be his stepping stone to get on the, on the horse that was in a certain way a picture of what the Omer is about to take the new life energy of the crop and particularly the the most physical of the grains, which is the barley, the most coarsest, and wave it in all six directions and say, we're not stuck. The word seora for barley is also the same letters as shiur, which is measurements. The shiur, the measurements. And a lot of times when we need to fit things into measured time, it can lead to stress, it can lead to anger, it can lead to frustration, it can lead to a sense that how, how can I ever fit into the, into the measurements, into the shiurim. But when we're taking the barley and we're, we keep, keep the guitar going, I'm enjoying it. We're taking the barley and we're, and we're, and we're, and we're, and we're waving it in all directions, we're saying, the measurements of this world, they don't have to hold us back. 
the measurements of what my body is, the measurements of what my character is, of what my family is. None of this has to hold me back. I can hold it and wave it in all six directions. I can have a Yitzhak Mitzrayim in this agricultural year with this food, with this new energy. And that was what Haman heard from the children that he said, your barley offering has won against all my power, all my... And he, it's funny, the Talmud says that he said that because it wasn't the full victory yet, it was just like a moment, but that, that swing to being walking, to having to walk Mordechai like that, he knew somewhere inside it was all over. That special day, the 16th of Nisan, the day after Seder night, the night after Seder night. It's when you cut the barley and in the daytime is when you should wave it. It's Mamish Purim all year. <laughs> and I think this maybe is, is part of why there's such feeling it now, such hatred of the Jews, such hatred of Am Yisrael, it's out there. Why? I think, I think part of it is, that we're coming with a message to the world. We don't have to be held back by the boundaries of this world. And all the people who are into power, all the people who are into control, they're using all the measurements of this world to, to find their very heavy-handed place of forcing reality to be how they want it. The Jew comes along and says, it could be so much more. It could be so much more. There's such a hatred of that. Because what does that mean to me? And the first thing we have to do is respond with love within our own selves that there are parts of ourselves also that are used to some dark forms of control. And that in the light of Hanukkah, the light of possibility, the light of imagination, of goodness, that we can use all of our resources to be a chaver, to be a friend. Chaver is also chent is eight, light of eight, bar, bar means outside, to shine your light out, that's to be a friend, to be a real friend, really be a real friend, not just keep thinking where are all my friends for me, but be a real friend, and it will reflect back to you a thousandfold, be a chaver, to be a chaver to yourself, to have the chibur, the chent to the bar, the inner nekudah, 
to the outside. Bar in Aramaic means outside. Chevas Baran, like we sing in, in, in uh, on Shabbos. The beasts of the field, Bara, the field, the outside of the wilderness. Chaver. Shine that love out. Shine that love within ourselves. Some part of ourselves that doesn't that also has hatred, that also has, doesn't want to let the light in. Rabbi Nachman says, I'll end with this, Rabbi Nachman says it. The last word that he ever told, Torah 8 in the second section of the Quran, he said, to heal your imagination, there are two ways. One is by connection to a tzaddik. When you hang out with a really righteous person, their good imagination will rub off on you and you'll start imagining in good ways and positive ways. The other thing he says though there is that getting together, like right now, getting together and feeling the positive energy in the room can help us to fix the anti-Semitism we have in our own selves, for our own selves. Go out. <laughs> we can heal and embrace and love with the power of the cloud, the power of the batim, of all of us joining in, joining in, joining in. Wow. Thank you for this Torah. Wasn't exactly what I planned, I'm just kind of tuning in. Chaim Chaim. Do a little more music, get ourselves up a bit and dancing a little bit, and then we'll move into the sound bath. Very excited, so excited. Chaim Chaim.